Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! And we're off. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean. He's JJ. Hello. Joined again. We are in the good graces of special guest Ryan here. Thank you for joining again and bringing the good juju with you. Great pray. Right, here we are. Pleasure to be back. Thanks for having me. Okay, Absolutely. so first, first things first. What was your prediction for last week's score? <laughs> me? Yeah. Uh, I, I did. I, and I'm happy I was wrong. Don't get me wrong. 31-13 Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to just set you up like that. <laughs> tell both of you guys to suck it for not having any faith. I called it. Yeah, called the win. Yep. Yeah. I had the Patriots losing thirty to twenty, but yeah, JJ sticking hard over there. There was no chance in my mind for them to win this game, and you called it. I called it. You guys both suck. So there you go. If that's all you have for gloating, then we got off pretty easy. Well, I mean, well, we won. I'm happy we won. Uh, you guys both picked against it. Um, you know, we're gonna have to see if that becomes some kind of trend for you too going forward. Just for juju purposes, we'll see. Not no, Juju but, Schuster, but like vibe purposes. No, Sean, is that you're already you're well, already hard. No, I don't. I don't want to outthink myself, and then I'm like, okay, oh. so I have to pick against them, even though I think they're gonna win, and then we end up getting double fucked. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, as we know, the Patriots. It was a, it was a good win. It wasn't the prettiest thing ever. The rain definitely helped in that fourth quarter. Uh, the football gods are telling us something, folks. They want the Patriots still in this season because we just beat a good team. And they were kind of the best part, team left on the schedule, I think by far, in a way, right? The Bills. Bills are out there. Eh, Bills kind of suck. They, I don't think they're very good. You think they're very good, either of you? To, to find Bills? very good. I mean, I, don't, I, think, I think the Rams are better than them, and I think they're going to barely get into the playoffs if the Patriots have anything to say for it. I think the Bills are pretty good. Um... They got kind of, well, we can get into this later, but I think the Bills kind of got a bad shake there. A uh, little bit unlucky. And and if if Allen ever really figures out how to throw the ball away, I think that's that's a good quarterback. That's his problem, really, right? I mean, we see all the nice plays he makes, and um, he's got an arm, for sure. He can make all the throws, but then he gets into the situation where he's got a little bit of pressure on him, and he guns the ball into coverage, and he thinks his arm can can make that throw and it ends up being a pick. I think he threw a couple last week. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, the Bills are fine. They're in first place. I'm glad they lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy they lost because I thought there was no chance they were going to lose that. As you said, we can get into that later. They only have one impressive win against Seattle, who looks like they're falling apart into a dumpster fire. Their other wins, their other two wins. Yeah, the Rams was by three points and they should have lost if you watch the game. They're all their other wins are less than seven points except against the Jets. Okay? So they've squeaked them all out, and they've got, uh, you know, a couple of difficult games coming up. So they could lose three or four in a row here. I would also classify beating the Dolphins in Miami in September as a good win, and beating the Patriots at any point in time is a good win. Yeah, Just but- saying. We're getting off subject here. The Patriots way off subject. just came <laughs> out of their biggest win in probably two years. Probably. Yeah. Probably yeah. since regular season win. Regular season. I mean, they lost in the playoffs last year. I'm talking about the year before that. Going back to when they won the Super Bowl. Win the Super Bowl the year right. before that? So you're, yeah. it's not it's the bigger biggest, than the Super Bowl. No, it's the biggest win since the Super Bowl. Copy that. Okay, that works. Well, well I'll yeah. do that one. This is a Ravens team who is odds on favorite. No, nah, not really. The the Chiefs were, but uh, one of the absolute tippity-top favorites going into this season. They've looked so-so, which we said. However, they came into the game at 6-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's it's not like they were a layup. And I thought they were the worst possible matchup you could be for the Patriots. Ravens live and die off running the ball. The the Patriots ass, like just assigned safeties to be their run stoppers. So it was just like mind-boggling how they were going to be able to hang in this game. However, the Patriots outrushed the Ravens by a good margin. How, how oh, does yeah. that happen? How, yeah. how did? Let's talk about the defense first, and then we can get into Damian Harris and everything that happened offensively. But defensively, how they put it together? Um, I'll you know they really didn't do a whole lot. They put a couple bigger guys there um, in linebacker. I think 
You know, I think the Ravens really beat themselves, shot themselves in the foot quite a few times uh, with bad penalties. I mean, the second half when it was raining, that center just can't snap the ball. So that was, there yeah. was three or four plays where, you know, they're starting, they're at sec- second and 30 or something because the guy just flings it by him. Uh, you know, a fourth and one play, you know, they you have Lamar Jackson, he direct snap it to your, your running back and he completely misses the ball. Um, but, you know, not to take away from the Patriots' defense, uh, up front, they, they got a little bigger. You know, they did get a little bigger. Um, Chase Winovich, Carl Davis is playing really well, and he's a yeah. big guy that they picked up. Free, uh, where did we get him from? He was he's been all over the squad. place. Yep. Okay. He, was a high, he was a decent pick, though. Was he third or fifth round pick from – I forget who, who picked I, him. I had him in the second. He either went second or third round to the Ravens. I thought he was going to be a stud. Yeah. Yeah, and he he played pretty well. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the the Hall dude. Everyone's saying he played really good. I didn't think he played great, but he had a lot of tackles. Duggar was showing up in tackles, which was great. Uh, Chase Winovich was pretty damn good all over the field. Uh, you know, Dietrich Wise was played all right. Josh Uche showed up with a sack. You had some of these younger guys just getting in there and playing, which was very nice. I thought from my perspective, as far as when the Ravens had the ball, uh, their offensive line was a little bit unimpressive against a, a front seven, front eight, especially with Duggar up there. That was a little bit small, even with Guy back, still a little bit small. And I think they're missing Ronnie Stanley. Um, and the conditions definitely played mm-hmm. to our strengths um, as far as uh, they, they really didn't throw the ball very well. Um, and my overall just thought so. Even when we had the ball, our game plan was the best of the season that I've seen. 100%. I thought we, re- we really played to our strengths, and that was evident from the get-go. I think we started off with uh, five straight runs to Damian Harris, and we kind of gave him the keys to the offense. Finally, right? Yeah, and, uh, literally. I think he ended up with 22 carries, what, 120-something yards. Very old school, and, and, and the rain... The amount, I mean, the conditions were insane, and it really slowed down Lamar Jackson and that yeah. whole passing attack. I thought that was huge. Um, and the and by that same token, when how much we were rushing the ball, it really opened up the play action and the screen for the Patriots for me. Um, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but um, you know, you're rushing, 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 rushing. I think it was like an average of like three runs, two or three runs to every pass. And that's what I want to see from this team because we don't have the weapons on the outside. Hundred mm-hmm. yep. percent. You just hit on basically everything. I mean, go, in in this game, their play selection two to one, running plays. This is the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The the Ravens, who are known for doing things like that, were the opposite. Almost right. two to one passing plays called. Now Lamar turns and runs a bunch of those, so the final numbers are close to sixty forty. But a lot of those passing play. I mean, a lot of those end up originally passing plays. Uh, one of the things we did last week where we talked about, hey, can you talk yourself into the Patriots winning this game? One of them was, hey, Ronnie Stanley's out on this offensive line. Marshall Yonda retired. This is not this Ravens offensive line everybody's used to and thinks about. They're missing a lot of great guys up, up front there. And I was all kinds of worried about the backs. You know, J.K. Dobbins did next to nothing in this game. Yeah, big drop late in the game, too. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram was non-existent. I, I love the fourth down play. They're like, okay, let's go for it on fourth down here. So stupid. We're going to put a mm. running back at quarterback. We're going to make him line up seven yards deep instead of the four yards deep he's used to. And we're going to have the center snap it in the rain. And that's going to be not, fourth and one. He's not even the best running back on the team right now. Gus Edwards was running the ball way better than him. Yeah, makes, I mean, no sense. Yeah. Worked out great for the Patriots. Center screws it up. They lose 10 yards. We take the ball over. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, it. What what was interesting to me was I thought the the only way to beat the Ravens is you follow the same familiar script. You go up two scores inside yeah. the first half. That didn't happen. Ravens score first on a touchdown. Patriots respond right away with their one of their own. We end up going going up thirteen to ten at halftime. That stop at the end of the first half was crucial. Thank you, J.C. Mm-hmm. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, beast. What five six interceptions on the year. And then the the Pats turn around and they just stomp on it to start the second half. And they just were like, that's it. We got our opportunity. We're going to go touchdown field goal. And now you're in that same situation where the Ravens are pass first. Right. Pass only, Mm -hmm. really. And it it was in perfect concert with the way the weather was turning. 
And everything just worked out from that sense. But it, the the real critical part of the game was that interception at the end of the first half, getting a touchdown to start the second half, turning it over on downs for them, and then getting the field goal. And all of a sudden, we're in business. Yeah, right. I thought, um, yeah, like you said, and you've said this tons of times in the past, Granny, that the Ravens are a team that they need to play ahead. Like, that's, that's their game plan. They can't play from behind because they get past happy Lamar. You know, you start seeing Lamar complain about different stuff. He's out there on a fourth and two at his own 25, and he was, like, pissed to come out because he wanted to go yeah. for it. It's like, dude, are you kidding me? Are you falling apart? Are you losing your cool a little bit? Because you can't go for it on fourth and two from your own 25. It's just, you know, you don't want to do that. Uh, and I thought that was, especially for this game, how important it was that we did, you know, we didn't score first, but we kind of sustained drives from the, in the second and third quarters. You know, we scored all 23 points between those two quarters, it was great that we did get up because nobody was scoring in the fourth quarter. I don't care who the fuck you were. The rain was coming down so hard on that last drive. Lamar couldn't even see. I mean, the rain was so fucking hard and it was so fucking cold out there. There's no way you could see downfield. We could and barely see him. Yeah, you could barely see him on the fucking camera. So I thought that was hugely important. Ryan, as you said, Damian Harris, I mean, the guy's a player. Uh, Rex Burkhead still runs strong, but Damian, I mean, he can make stuff appear that's not there he can run through holes that aren't showing up when he gets a big hole he's off the one thing i'd like to see them do with him is maybe get him a little more involved in the passing and screen game because he is a hell of an open field runner um you know jacoby myers continues to show up as a as a serviceable guy who finds the weak part of his own it's like oh how about the the arm on that guy too got a good arm he made a great throw to rex burkhead i thought there was no chance in hell rex caught that because there was two defenders one in front one behind Rex all made a great Patrick catch. Queen. All, all yeah. over Patrick Queen. All over Patrick Queen. Yep, the guy who we were talking up so much last week. You're right. Jakob Johnson, he threw a couple stuff, a couple, you know, Cam threw a couple passes to him because he's just not being covered. They're just not covering him. I'm like, great, throw to him. Cam has is gaining confidence, and you can see that he's the type of player that needs that. He's he's a guy that needs the flow of the game. He needs to know that he's doing well and that he's appreciated not you're not your typical patriots or belichick guy but um it was nice to see that he you know a couple there was one terrible throw that skipped on the skipped across it was clear touchdown to jacoby he like skipped it to him across the turf mm. um which wasn't great but he's building confidence he's building steam and the schedules gets a little easier from here on out can we talk about uh Jacob Jones or Jacob Johnson for a second. I thought he was unbelievable the other day. Jakob, he Jakob, he was throwing blocks every play. But behind that offensive line, if you put him in an eye and you give Damian Harris someone to follow, that's it. That's a that's a five six yard run, and they they couldn't figure it out until about the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, and they started to change their game plan where they, you know, started to respect the run a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. How did they? Well, for, first of all, the the running game was outstanding, and a lot of that has to do with Brandon Williams going out in the first quarter. Yeah. Like 350-pound defensive tackle. Calais Campbell's not he playing. playing, yep. So we had the advantage there. We got lucky. Uh, but how did they figure it out? Because they put the clamps on it in the fourth quarter. We couldn't run for shit. I want to know how much has to do with the weather and just guys not getting footing. It was a bobbled uh, handoff on one of those plays um, that I think Cam to to uh, Harris where he he bobbled the handoff and that was shut down. But it looked like they were putting more guys in the box. I mean, yeah, the probability of you throwing in that in that rain, rain, right? It was like a it was like a hurricane. Hundred percent. They really just played that more than anything. Yeah, I think they loaded the box and it was a footing thing with the offensive lineman because Rex Burkhead did have a couple runs late, which it's like, wow, how come he can run the ball and nobody else can? And it, I think just because he, he was sticking to the ground better or something, you know. Mm. But, I mean, even with Damian, Damian had, what, three or four runs there in the fourth quarter where he got nothing, and he still averaged five and a half yards per carry, just to show you how dominant he can fucking be. He was slicing him up for the first three quarters, for sure. Big time. He's running, uh, especially, especially to the left, which is yeah a little bit surprising for me because Shaq Mason is supposed to be our best run blocker, right? And then... On Wenu, same thing. He's unbelievable run blocker. Um, Izzo's usually on the right. And then, you know, Jakob Johnson. Um, Isaiah Wynn's been having a good game. A good yeah. year. Good Jim year. Tooney have been unbelievable. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, but well, he plays with great leverage over there, and and then if you're running to the left, you can pull the the right guard. Yeah, and Mason pull on the Shaq pull Mason is, over there. Yeah, he's a problem on the on the pull. Another guy that can play with leverage. You know the the biggest takeaway that I have is after this game, this is an identity establisher where mm-hmm. offensively you know exactly where you are, and we've been saying it. I feel like we knew before they did a little bit. I know. Um, but we've been saying Definitely. it where it's like, this is your identity. This is what the, this is the team you are. And I think JJ added a good wrinkle there where it's like, give Cam something early in the game. Get the juice flowing for him early. It's it's that old, you know, you got a superstar receiver. Get him the ball in the first quarter. Make do him feel the, good. Do the opposite yeah. of what they do with yeah. Nikhil Harry. Literally. Make him feel like he's part of the game. Not just right. a glorified, just a blocker out there. Uh, Nikhil, so I think they, Nikhil was out there, and you're right. He doesn't. They don't give him any fucking confidence. They're no. like, oh, he, you suck. We're You made a bad play. You're never getting the ball again until you prove you can get it again. It's like, no. He seemed like a no-show to me. I mean, I don't know if he if he was getting open. I, I keep seeing these stats that he's got like three yards of separation per yeah. whatever. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like, I don't see anything that he's doing. And then he got hurt. So I don't know how he's doing. but I think he's all right. They said we have full full participation. I just don't, you know, he's the type of guy, just, he's supposed to be the guy that can out jump and grab the ball. And it's like, that's what you drafted him for. You drafted this dude to do that, to specifically beat people at the highest point. And it's like, they're afraid to do it. They're like, well, we don't play that style, so we don't want to do it. It's like, well, why the fuck did you draft the guy that does that? Why don't you draft someone like Stevie Miller in the fifth round that's just going to, you know, find the soft part of the zone? There's plenty of guys like that. You drafted someone to do something specific. And you won't let him do it at all. Don't get that, it. That's Scotty Miller for the people at Stevie home. Stevie Miller, yeah, Scotty Miller. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Uh, and then defensively, I think it was it was another time when they they figured out okay, if if we need to man up and play some big boy ball, we can do that. And uh, I was Finally. trying to get you to say earlier that John Simon played off the ball linebacker, which he did for a good portion of the game. You said I didn't see a lot of it. We were talking about that during the game. I know you said it. I didn't see a ton of it. He did have the dot on his helmet. Yep. So that means he's definitely playing in the middle of it, and he must have because the, it did look better. I did see a lot still of their, you know, quote-unquote base with um, Therese Hall in there and Adrian Phillips at linebacker. But Duggar played a decent amount there as well. I thought Duggar played really good. You know, some people weren't blown away by him. I think he's a guy that can cover the running back well and take some heat on the running game. And if they were doing, you know, the John Simon thing, which I just didn't pick up on as much as you, I want them to keep doing it. Yeah. Don't they did fucking the same thing with They did it with Winovich, too. He played some off-ball. I noticed that. Yep. I did notice that. Now, Simon made a couple really good plays to start the game, even though the Ravens were moving the ball. I thought he, he popped. And then Duggar was absolutely all over the place the entire night. I think he ended up with 12 tackles. Really could have had a pick there on that on that one that was like wrestling to the ground on the sidelines him and yeah, that's a good, I forget yeah. who the guy was um that guy never really had possession of the ball I don't think he did either but it was still kind of a live ball and they blew the whistle um there was one moment where where Uche really flashed uh with a sack mm-hmm. early on and just seeing Lawrence guy back defensively um I think he takes up two guys every yeah. time he's just he's such your- a big guy and and it's such a nice thing to have him back. I, I think it really helps out in the run game, and it frees other guys up to make plays. Hundred percent, big time. Yeah, Duggar played great. He was that eighth guy in the box. You see him creeping up where he's still he's got eight eight yards of depth, but he's creeping up, and it's like, what are you playing coverage? Are you playing the run? And it's like, oh, he can do both at the same time, which is nice. And it's and you're nice. Like, oh, he's that yeah. athlete. You well, need yeah. a guy. Uh, I'm sorry. No, as, yeah. Go for as it. As your rookie there, your first round pick. That's almost 25 years old, um, you need him to be able to step in right away. You know what I mean? You don't want to see him on the bench and inactive and and just sitting around. So for him to come in and make some plays and, and kind of show his worth finally, is, that's a big deal for me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's add to that point, not, not just Duggar, but all those guys. You know, you saw, you know, Jennings didn't show up much on the staff sheet, but he's out there. Uche's out there. You know, uh, Juan Williams is out there a little bit cowards out there i mean you got all these young guys starting to get in there and it's like you know i heard this point being talked about um you know this week is that hey you know everyone's kind of shitting on bill for his drafting and how you know his drafting hasn't been great and he hasn't drafted a pro bowler and how long and all this shit but like 
if you throw all the guys out there that you drafted and they play well, no one's going to shit on you for fucking drafting bad, but you have to play them. It's like, mm. you can't just keep these guys, Uche, you can't just keep him on the bench. Like, he's a second-round pick. He's got to be out there. He's got to be doing stuff. And he goes out there, He's and he plays okay. He doesn't get absolutely torn up or blown up. He, he played pretty good. I totally agree. And when you see the guy sitting on the bench that you took high, you know, you, no one's getting anything out of that. So I, I couldn't agree more. Speaking of Belichick, uh, this is on a, on a more serious note, but Belichick came out. He was mentioned by like the Secretary of Defense, somebody in Washington, who was like, and and as the incomparable head coach, uh, football coach, Bill Belichick says, "Do your job, and let's bring that mentality to what we do here to instill wow. teamwork." And so, so one of the reporters asked Belichick about that, and he's like, "I'm very honored to be mentioned, and yada yada, and I want to take this this time to to say that I think our country needs to support." Armenians uh, yeah. in their struggle against Turkey and Azerbaijanis. And uh, for uh, for all the listeners at home, just want to say we stand with Belichick on that stance. Yeah, thanks, Sean. We, well, st- we stand with you. the Armenians. Yeah, yeah thanks, fellas. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Look at that. JJ's Armenian, Love everybody. Yep. <laughs> okay. um, oh, yeah. But yeah, so now it's. I, I feel like we have a renewed sense of what we can accomplish this season. Patriots are sitting at four and five. There's like nine teams in the AFC that are six and three. They're they're not that far back. Um, no, and, and, and not only. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. You you're not cutting me off. I'm just I'm I'm pleased with where they're sitting compared to where they were. Well, it just shows you how two wins, even if one of them's against the Jets, can really get you going. And as we've seen before, I know everybody's talking about, is there a path? Is there a road for them to the playoffs? Is there not a road for them to the playoffs? Like you said, there's all these six and three teams. Has anybody, does everyone just forgot about the last six weeks of the NFL? Like, oh, or the last seven weeks that, oh, everyone just, all these teams that look great right now are just going to kill it. No, the Browns, the fucking Raiders, half of those teams are going to fall, not apart, but completely apart. Oh, see. I think there's a couple of those. You mentioned the Browns. They just got Chubb back. That's that's a team that Man. looks like it's on the up for me. Uh, no, I mean, I, I know they did. played the Texans last week, but getting Chubb back, that's to, for me, that's a top back, and uh, that changes that team a lot. Uh, yeah, but there are there's there's so many six and three teams. This is the weird dynamic with the Patriots right now. They've played really well against six and three teams, and, and really, you know, teams that are doing well, and then they lose to, uh, they almost lose to the Jets. They lose to, uh, what, Denver, yeah. terrible. Uh, San Francisco, not a good team, lot, uh, pretty banged up. You know, for me, it's just like, when are we going to see this team consistently perform and, and to maintain this game plan, this this run-heavy game plan, which is really taxing on the players? Um, when are we going to see the identity of this team consistently? Yeah. yeah. Well, they just found it last week, so we'll, we'll give them a couple more chances to put it on display. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the matchup this coming weekend against the Texans in a little bit. But before we do, let's, let's wrap up the remainder of Week 10 here. We're already into mid-November. The Wait, big... before before we move on, thoughts on Lamar Jackson, MV, reigning MVP. What do you guys think? I think he looks lost. He looks you know? lost, right? I mean, I mean, it's tough to judge him on a game in that condition, in, in those conditions, but I'm just looking at him and – there doesn't seem to be a good plan there. It's, aside from Edwards, that tight end, mm-hmm. I mean, other guys are having a t- hard time getting open, and I don't really see what, what their plan is, you know? Andrews, do you mean Andrews? Andrews, yeah. what I say, Edwards? Edwards. Yeah. yeah, Andrews. Andrews, okay, yeah, yeah. Guy who screams every time he gets a first down and celebrates. Yeah. Yeah. That I guy. Think, <laughs> I, th- I think that uh, what what you're seeing is a classic Greg Roman quarterback where it's like, he can he can make an offense that that gets this athletic quarterback to a certain level, but then there's a cap on that. Where you saw Colin Kaepernick get really good, but then it was like there was no more growth. He was still with Greg Roman there. Interesting. There was they didn't he didn't take the top off his talent. Uh, similar thing with Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod excuse me in Buffalo, and then I I mean as for as successful as Greg Roman was with Lamar Jackson, he's he's not going to continue to get better. And grow in his game as long as Greg Roman's not willing to grow with them. Uh, so I think I think there's probably a divorce coming there. I think it's been so successful last season that it probably won't happen even next season. I think they'll still be there. But I think we'll be talking about this at the end of next season, going like, is Lamar worth that big extension 
and I think you got to get rid of Greg Roman to to let him fly. Yeah, I mean, I thought, um, you know, he ran a, he ran the he runs the ball well. I I feel like they're telling him they don't want him to run it, and there were clear times where I was like, he should take off right now because there's no one in front of him for 15 yards, and he, you know, it's a weird offense. You're like the Greg Roman thing. It's a fucking weird offense. It worked well last year because I feel like nobody knew like this three tight end thing with this running quarterback and these great running backs. But now it's like everyone's like, good, line up with your fucking three fucking tight ends. We don't like it doesn't it's 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 not flowing as much. And you see Lamar getting really uh, frustrated out there. Like I said, there was a fourth and two late in the game. He wanted to stay on, which it was a you it was a had must punt situation. And you see him getting rattled back there. And he seemed like the guy that didn't really get too rattled last year. He never really got – the moment was never too big for him. I know they did. They really didn't do well in the playoffs. And I feel like the Titans figured something out in that game about Lamar Jackson. I don't necessarily know exactly what it was, but they frazzled him. They made him think, you know, almost like the Cam Newton – this Cam Newton thing where everything's going wrong. Cam thinks he needs to take it all upon himself to do everything. Like, he's got no teammates to help him. He can't throw the ball to someone else and have them run for whatever reason. And Lamar, I'm seeing him get into this position where he's like, I have to be the guy to do everything because no one's helping me. And it's like, no, you have teammates that can help you. Like, use them. There also seems to be a little bit of, seems to be a little bit of hesitance mm-hmm. and confusion on his part. And I yes. think that's probably down to that offensive coordinator. I think we've seen the early signs of a breakup in the last two weeks. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. He's still got all the talent in the world. He's like 22 years old. He came into the that's yeah. crazy. He's 22. Came into the league at, at very young, 21 when he was drafted. Fucking crazy. Wow. I know, right? <clears throat> okay. So else elsewhere in the league this weekend, we could just start in the division. The Dolphins go out west, take care of Justin Herbert in the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. I didn't get to see too much of this game, but it must have been terrible because Justin Herbert cut his hair afterwards. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't do themselves. The Chargers didn't do themselves any favors. I think they had a, a punt blocked for a touchdown in the first few minutes of the game, and then, uh, and that was an interception. But they gave up ten points within like the first few minutes of the game, and they were playing from a hole ever since. I actually kind of like the Chargers, but I think they're really badly coached, and I think their special teams are horrible. Uh, their defense isn't too bad, but there's a lot of weapons there, and. Um, I don't know. I feel like with a good coach, that could be a team to look out for. Without a doubt. They got Justin Herbert's been the best rookie quarterback so far. And Joe Burrow hasn't been too far behind. But Herbert's been the standout from that class. The The coaching is horrendous. I don't know how you... It was It was something like the uh, they've had the most... The Chargers have had the second most double-digit fourth quarter leads in the NFL this season. Leads, not deficits. Yeah. yeah. And they're like two and seven. Oh, like, like how, I, how do you blow it every week? It's, yeah. I saw some stat like the only other teams in the league that have had that many double-digit leads are like the Chiefs and it might have been like Tampa or something. Like two two of the best teams in the league. Yeah, and then the on, Chargers and it's like and and they've blown all of them. Yeah. <laughs> on the other on the other side of that though, the Dolphins are moving the ball. Uh, Tua looks pretty good and they seem to have found a nice little running black or running back with the what's his name Ahmad. Ahmed? I've never heard of this kid before. Savon Ahmed? Salvan Ahmed, yeah, I don't know he who got that is either. 22 carries, right? And what, 15 pass plays he got? That's that's a. And uh, Jordan Howard, healthy scratch. So, wow. I'm look out for Yeah. Yep. Yikes. Yeah, that was a bad fantasy pickup, Jordan Howard, at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two is looking good so far. He's He's got a couple wins under his belt. And uh, yeah, it, that team's six and three. They want to make some noise. They're they're still a game behind the Bills. I should say the Bills sit at seven and three. Uh, they had a really. I mean, we knew it was going to be a fun game. We said it last week. Bills against the Cardinals doesn't sound like it from classic from the last two decades of NFL football. But Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, two of the most exciting young quarterbacks, and it just goes back and forth in the last two minutes. Ping pong. Yeah, literally yeah. all mm-hmm. over the place. And then the big one, Kyler Murray yeah. just throws it up for a fucking. Open a prey and DeAndre Hopkins surrounded by four Bills players. Just even before that, though, uh, Allen and Diggs. Yeah, you're right. Allen Allen and Diggs. Diggs, They thought they had that game in the bag, and then uh, I mean, you have DeAndre Hopkins. You always have a chance. He's triple teamed in the end zone. He makes that insane catch. That's pretty historic. Grab. Yeah. Pretty insane. Yeah. So he does 
pretty amazing things. It's a great ending. Back and forth. The Bills did diddly poo in the fourth quarter, and so I I, I didn't feel too bad about the two minute drill. It's like ah, they'll, they'll, he'll screw it up. Josh Allen will be himself, and then mm. uh, he brings him right down, throws a bullet. Stephon Diggs makes a great catch. Yep. And then it still went the other way. Like awesome. I said, man, th- throwing the ball away is a skill, and a lot of young quarterbacks don't have that. Yeah. Josh Allen has everything but that for me. You know, when I when I look at him play, I'm always thinking. This kid looks legit. And then he just, you know, he's got a ton of confidence in his arm, and he chucks one right into coverage, and it yep. gets picked. So. Yep. He had one play where he's standing back there. The defender comes full speed at him. It was like a safety. It wasn't a big guy. But full speed at him, wraps him up with two arms. Josh Allen didn't even move to the point that they, <laughs> I, the safety, like, let go. I, I think he assumed there was going to be a whistle because uh, protect the quarterbacks, but Allen was just like, like it didn't phase him at all, and then he just chucks one deep. It's like holy shit! It was, yeah. it, it had that Roethlisberger feeling where mm-hmm. back in the day when you can actually hang off a quarterback, when Ben would just be like moving around defensive linemen on his ankles like he's dragging around his nephews. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, right. Josh Allen had that type of physicality. He's a um, big boy. Yeah, what, what was the other? There was one other game. Rams versus Seattle. Did we talk about that yet? We did not. Yeah, so that, the this, what's happening with the Seahawks? I mean, Russell Wilson is, is the number falling one quarterback apart. in the NFL, and, and he's turned the ball over almost 10 times in the last month. He is falling apart. Now, I Jalen Ramsey, you were getting, oh, what's Jalen Ramsey going to do against DK Metcalf? Can he do it? He I don't know if it's because Russell Wilson played so bad or because – Jalen Ramsey played so good, but he pretty much shut out DK Metcalf. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, he was um, on him for uh, quite a few. Quite a few plays. Uh, quite a few plays, and I think he ended up with two catches for, what, like 20 yards or something like that? Yeah, not much. I, I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. Uh, I feel like that bad offensive line's maybe starting to catch up with him. Maybe he's dealing with an injury. He can't move as fast, and he's getting getting worried, and he's just, he's just chucking up. He's losing the ball in stupid football plays, which is – in my mind, taking him out of the MVP race. Yeah. Who who replaces him? Who's next up? Maybe Justin Tommy Herbert. B. Mm. They gotta win some big games. I know they lose all their big games, so they can't do it. But yeah, only the Packers, the one they won that that one. As we speak on this podcast, the Cardinals are playing the Seahawks. Just oh, started right. here. We're yep. recording this on Thursday night. Those two teams played a classic classic match. Uh, about a month ago, really, on Sunday Night Football, went to overtime, the whole thing. Don't cheat on this. Who, who do you guys like tonight? Well, I already Don't got the Don't cheat on it? What do you mean? I mean, I like Don't Seattle. look at the score. We're only like 20 minutes in. DK's already got a touchdown. I mean, ah! <laughs> Does he? Yeah. I mean, I get the notification, so I Dude, like you Seattle. You must just get buzzes constantly. Oh, constantly. I, I want Seattle to win, and I want them to win handedly just so Arizona starts – their confidence starts deflating for when they come to pay the New England. That's a good way of looking at it. Always the Patriots' perspective. You Always. keep your eye on the prize. Kyler Murray, by the way, is the number two in the MVP race right now. So we'll see them them both match up. Yeah, he has been definitely. playing well. I know he's been playing really well. Uh, so yeah, the from the Patriots' perspective, four and five coming off back to back wins. They are hosting Houston. No, at Houston, I believe. At Houston, a game that I attended last season. That didn't go too well. That was an Schmack. ugly game. So hopefully that, that is not the team that we see out there again this weekend. The The thing that, that sticks out to me is this is such a much better matchup for, you know, I, I still worry about the Patriots' run defense, and this is a team that just doesn't run the ball. No. No, they're awful. Yeah. They have great receivers. They're like four deep at receiver, but they're only two wins. They're two and seven. Only two wins against Jacksonville. 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 Yeah. So close game whole... against uh, Pittsburgh. Close game against Minnesota. Took Tennessee to overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's not even that they're a bad team and they don't have talent. It's that their organization is falling apart, and that's hard to win football games when you're dealing with that much fucking internal shit. You know what's what's happening down mm-hmm. there? You didn't hear. Oh, I heard. I just want you to say it. Well, why do you want me to say it? You, you'd probably be able to say it much better than me. Let's hear it. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to go off too much on a guy that used to be a team chaplain for the Patriots, but Jack Easterby moves his way down to, tech, to Texas, to Houston, 
gets into that organization, gets his teeth into it, gets the GM fired, then Bill Bill O'Brien gets him fired, gets himself announced the new standing GM, and now he's just firing everybody. He fires the PR person, so she can't shit on him and his moves. Yeah. Just like, whoa, what a he's tornado a of shit chap. that guy is. He's a, he's, a, he's a religious guy. It's like, what does he know? What does he know about personnel moves? Have you seen his picture, too? He just looks like a dweeb. I'm like, how could this guy be so Machiavellian? Is this the new Charlie Cassily? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. The first GM of the Houston Texans, Charlie Cassily. Go figure. Mm-hmm. I'm um, excited about this one. You know, I, I, Romeo Crennel at, at head coach, Bill Belichick, his former mentor, taking him on. 0-4 with O'Brien, 2-3 and 3 with Crennel. Um, so O'Brien maybe it headed in. The Jaguars. That's true. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe hit it in the right direction, but you look at their rushing offense and their rushing defense, thirty-one and thirty-two. Oh, that's um, fantastic! Passing defense, eighteen, and the only thing they're good at is passing the ball, and that's you know Deshaun Watson. They got a couple good tackles, yeah. and they got uh, Cobb, uh, Will Fuller, who I've always liked, and uh, Brandon Cooks. So they got some big play uh, ability there. Uh, Duke Johnson's probably going to start because i think david johnson still has a concussion this should be a comfortable win for us you know as far as what they do well i said this against the jets this should be our best our our best uh matchup right this is what we do we defend the pass and they're shit at everything else so we should be able to have our way don't you think i completely agree there this is a team that's built to throw the ball and rush the passer and you can i mean have have at it do your thing against the patriots if those are your strengths yeah yeah, yeah. Just give the ball, the ball to Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead, and we'll occasionally throw the ball on fourth down when we do it. We're gonna run it down their throats. We're gonna run yeah. it down their fucking throats, and I can't that's wait. That's what'll happen. Uh, because that's you know, it's not our typical usual game, but I love seeing it. Um, yeah, I mean Houston's bad. You know, they're really bad. They're one of these really bad teams this year, uh, and I don't. I mean. I'm not afraid of them. I don't think the Patriots should be afraid of them. We can go in there and play our game that we want to play and should be successful. So that's usually... And historically, we kicked the shit out of Houston. That's true. Except for last year. Except for last oh, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But DeAndre Hopkins is no longer there. And uh, yeah, neither is Bill O'Brien. A lot of people missing. Uh, I'm going to go Patriots 30-20 to 20 in this game. We still give up some points, probably late. Um, but yeah, I see them putting up a bunch of points regularly the patriots just keep marching it in i'm gonna go 27 10 patriots yeah, i'm gonna go reverse of what i did last week and i'm gonna pick patriots 31 13 right go here we go we'll see we got like layers of reversing in there 31 and 13 oh yeah calls. wow look at that you just mind fucked okay uh there's some some other i was looking through the games this, this weekend not just yeah. the cardinals seahawks there's a number of really good games mm-hmm we get to see, I mean, Eagles-Browns is going to be hideous, but that's a coin flip to me. I just feel like that game is going to be really, really ugly. And it's not just because the Browns played the Texans last week in, in like, hail conditions, which I've never even heard of in a football game. Uh, but it's just, I feel like both of those teams are going to play ugly. I like the way that the Browns are headed. I know that sounds ridiculous, but um, Kareem Hunt and Chubb in that backfield, and then they got some weapons. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to take the Browns in that game. Okay. Well, I'm taking the Browns just because anyone in the NFC East sucks balls right now. Get rid of the division. Call yeah. them. Get rid of them you all. Got, I think Nick Chubb. Do you got, what, how do you guys rate Nick Chubb? What, what do you think, think about him? I think he's really good. I wish we picked him over Sony. But. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he's special. And I, it's weird. I, I didn't realize it at Georgia. It was one of those situations where – uh, you have two stud running backs, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, and Nick Chubb was the starter at Florida. I mean, at Georgia, excuse me. Nick Chubb was the guy, and I always thought Sony Michelle had a better skill set. I thought he was more explosive, played in the receiving game better. Nope, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Georgia was like, yeah, that guy's way better. Yeah, and sure enough, I didn't think he was he he could break it, and it turns out he breaks it all the time. Sony Michelle's done it like once in his career. Yeah, yep. is it so. is it wrong to? Uh... To not want Sony to get any carries if in in the place of Damian Harris. <laughs> I know, right? I'm kind of looking forward to if Sony comes back and they have some kind of like two or three headed monster of power running. Just like put Sony in at fullback. Me and Granny talked about this. Put Sony in at fullback when you want to razzle dazzle it up. <laughs> I feel like we carry we carry so many running backs. I don't 
You know, I know, and we never used to. We for for years, it like Bill has this like weird, like he doesn't put importance on any one position. There were years where we just had Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. He was like our only running back. We had him and a fullback. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, can we get some depth there? He's like, nope, undrafted guys. That's it. And <laughs> always, always Brandon Bolden as well. Always yeah, Brandon Bolden. This year, he's like, we're not going to sign any tight ends. We don't have any. We don't need any. I don't care. It's like, oh, okay. You know, looks like we don't need receivers either. So it's all they've all at least to, to the one here. thing I'll give them with receivers, as bad as it's been is they've at least been trying to take other people's trash and turn it into treasures. <laughs> Over the years, we've talked about it. They brought in like 40 fucking veterans the past two or three years to see if any of them... They all sucked. That's why we got them all. But like, at least he's like, well, let's see if any of them have anything. Like, we have... What's his name in our practice squad, don't we? We have... Uh, Moncrief. Moncrief. It's like, what and, the hell is uh, he going to... Yeah, and the kid for we just got from Miami. Ford? Yeah, well, luckily, we'll see when we see him. So anyways... Um, Another, hold your breath. Another big game, Tennessee at Baltimore. I can't wait to see that one. It's a good one. Yeah, if, they don't have, if they don't have Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams, they got no shot at stopping Derrick Henry. No. I'm losing faith in Tennessee, man. They keep they keep losing games. I don't I don't keep know what the hell's going on. There. I mean, they got trounced by Indianapolis. I think I'm gonna go Baltimore for a little bounce back. You know? I don't know. I there feel like go. I feel like Baltimore. That was a tough loss for them against us. I think that's that's going to send some waves through their organization. They're not. They're going to have a tough time coming back. I think I think I'm with you, Ryan. I I'm going Baltimore on this one too. I think they'll bounce back. Tennessee's defense is horrendous. They'll give Lamar the perfect shot to have a bounce back game. Okay. Okay. All right. How about Tennessee's players? They're defensive players? Yeah. Because they don't, they don't play well collectively. I know they don't, but Rashawn Evans, uh, Simmons, they got a couple good players. I don't know why they suck so bad, you know? They drafted a ton of guys that I was in love with, like Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry, the edge player from Boston College, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Simmons, uh, not not so much Adoree Jackson, but, I mean, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan. Logan Ryan was outstanding for yeah, that. Good team. safety and Bayard. Bayard's a good safety. I don't... I don't know what the hell's going on there, man. I know. Well, Mike Vrabel calls the defensive plays. He's the coordinator. I think right. he's a really good head coach. I mean, he's clearly been he's, pretty good. He's a good head coach, I think, but, I mean, he's a defensive guy. You would think they'd get this ironed out by now, right? Like, they have the talent, so I don't they know. They have enough to be at least mediocre. Well, I, I want to say as a whole, COVID, it seems like during COVID that defense is – the defense is – a. I thought offensively was going to take a step back just with timing and everything, but it's clearly been the defense. Defense has been overall hit the hardest. Like, there's no, I don't feel like there's any dominant defenses out there this year. And we've been trending towards that, anyways, you know, with how much offensive, you know, the offensive league and everything is more entertaining, this, that, and the other thing. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's the lack of practice or whatever, but defense has definitely suffered mostly this year. I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, they haven't had enough time together and that could be, you know, kind of what you guys are talking about. It, it's been strange. Um, I was looking at the PFF rankings and did you see when they were announcing uh, Baltimore's defense, which by the way, at the time, and I mentioned this in a text message, number one defense in the NFL, they went through the PFF rankings and we're looking at like 56 out of 113. Yeah. They're all dog 80, shit. 86. Yeah. Patrick Queen, 86th. I'm like, I don't understand how, how that works, but you know, yeah, like how is he ranked lower than Bentley? You can't make a play. Yeah, you take his game against Cincinnati, which I mentioned. I mean, nine tackles, a sack, forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, a touchdown, and he's got a 28.9 on the <laughs> PFF scale, dude. Like, I don't know what the hell that means, but. <laughs> That's why people, yeah, take those with a grain of salt. I don't know, what whatever PFF did to get like linked with NBC because they they get promoted out the wazoo on those NBC games. You're damn right they do. Mm. Um, let's jump into a couple other games. Packers Colts. It's a great week of football. Game, and I was like, boom, Packers all day. And apparently the line started that way. The, the Colts are now favored, coming off a win against why Tennessee people like Colts so much. on a long win on a long week. Uh, when they got Darius Leonard out there, they stopped the run. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't been the same since Aaron Jones has been out of the game. So they're thinking, good run defense, take Aaron Jones out of the game, ipso facto. There's one one roadblock on the way there. His name is Philip Rivers. The guy can't play good football anymore. I, I mean, he's hilarious to hear talk, but Jesus Christ. I don't know why everyone puts so much faith in him. I, I don't I don't understand. It's like, oh, you haven't seen him lose enough over his 15-year career that you're like, oh, 
I'm sure he's gonna put it together when he's 39. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a tough one to call. Um, yeah, I like Packers the pack. Been, Old Packers, Packers have been going off. Valdez Scantling had a game last week. I'm gonna go they've Packers. Been, they've been playing terrible against good defenses though, and Indianapolis has a good defense right now. They're like, you know, I talk about defenses turning in a hall. They're one of the only good defenses out there. But I take the pack. I'm going with the pack. Okay. It's it's at Indy, so it's in in indoors. In the dome. Not to worry about Philip Rivers dealing with any, any. What does weather. that mean? COVID times. Who who's got fans? Tennessee. Uh, Kansas City. What was it? 49ers. Who did they just play last week? They had fans at whoever's stadium that was. New Indy still? No, they didn't. I think they did. No. Oh, wow, that would be a big change for the Saints. I didn't. I didn't think they they were doing that. How about uh, Drew Brees being like dead? Yeah, Drew Brees is broken. Like several ribs, collapsed lung, punctured lung, done. Yeah. Apparently, he came into the game with with a rib problem as well. The hit didn't look her- terribly bad, but oh. I assume if you have a pre-existing injury, it's going to make it a lot worse. But damn, and they're saying like two, three weeks, like two, three weeks yeah, with they, a collapsed lung. They Are you said. Me? They said uh, at like best, they were like, "Oh, best hope is two, three weeks." It's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's called being way too positive. This Bridgewater. Could be the, this could be the end of, of Breeze, where we see Jameis Winston come in there. Yeah, right. Slinging it. Oh, I can't wait to watch Jameis again. So Bridgewater, last... too. Bridgewater got hurt badly as well. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, no, I didn't. I he did. gets his clock clean, that poor guy. He gets some yeah. bad hits. NFC South is falling apart, man. Yeah, right in time for Brady. Um, Br- Kansas... Brady's going to take over. Yeah, Kansas City at L.A. or no, L.A. Las Vegas is. Uh, I think that's a good game. You get two. You know, Vegas is six and three right now. Kansas City's one of the arguably the best team in the AFC East. Vegas already beat Kansas City, I believe. Yeah, handedly. So it's an interesting one. See what Gruden draws draws up. Uh, I'm pumped to see Gruden on Sunday Night Football. I want Raiders Raiders to lose just for the playoff spot for the Patriots, but I want it to be a competitive game. Man, it's got to be weird to root for the Chiefs. I think that I know, this is right? slam, slam dunk home run. Chiefs are going to win this game. I just can't see them losing both games this I think season so too. to the Raiders. I think so, too. Going Chiefs. Chiefs for me. There you go. That is nope, that's nope. a good game. And then you got Rams-Tampa. That's the last one. Exactly. Rams-Tampa. Tremendous. This, these two teams played a great game. Last year, when Jameis was the quarterback for Tampa, it was like, I think it was a September game. Goff had like four or five touchdowns. Uh, Jameis had like four or five touchdowns, about three or four interceptions. <laughs> it was, it was wild. This game is not going to be nearly that close, but I, I, you know, I just love watching Brady and, and all the weapons that they have. And and the Rams are playing well. The Rams are making the case to be the number one team in the NFC West, the best division in football. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the whole AB experiment. I don't know. I hope that's helping everybody out down there. Another coming off a win, but it's like two weeks in. Yeah, I just feel like it's too much. Tipping it over. I don't know. I, I want them to win. Game. I want Brady to win. I think they're gonna win. They should win. That defense has looked atrocious recently, even though they started great. So we'll see. Sorry, what would you say, Ray? I said Godwin's getting healthy. Evans is starting to get his uh his touches. He should have had a couple touchdowns last week. He stopped running a route in the middle of it. He's kinda um, soft out there, huh? Yeah, but Brady, oh my god, Brady was unbelievable with some of those touch passes and Brady you know, it, put your money on Brady when he loses a game the following week, and we all kind of know that, right? Came out absolutely slinging it last week. He was unbelievable. Uh, Ronald Jones had a field day. What do you have, 193 yards? Uh, I think I'm going to go Tampa, man, in this one. Tampa's got it. I think Tampa. Me too. I think it's going to be tight, though. Uh, and then there's one last game that we absolutely have to bring up because it's going to be the most fascinating game of the week. The Steelers are playing the Jaguars. Why is that? Uh, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> I'm bringing it up for two reasons. The first is the Steelers are the only undefeated team in the NFL. They're nine and zero. Yeah, that's they've been true. killing it. You're talking about a dominant defense. I don't know that they've been dominant, but they've been tremendous. Um, and then Jacksonville is Ben Roethlisberger's kryptonite. That's true. You are right about that. And oh my God! All the all the players that were there when the Jaguars were upsetting the Steelers are no longer there. They're all gone. They're they're all gone. Miles Jack is still there. He's, he's the still only gone. one. I don't know of all the ones they hold on. I mean, Miles Jack's a great linebacker. He's really good. But it's just funny. All the people they let go, they're like, we're gonna keep him. We just want him. 
Well, they, they had to keep him because they forced Telvin Smith into retirement. They like Calais Campbell so walk. They traded away all their cornerbacks. Why would they keep him? Uh, he's the youngest. He is the youngest. Yes. There you go. Uh, but there's no chance. Obviously, yeah. there's no chance the Jaguars we'll win. But how, how good are the Steelers? Is this like, is this a legit 16-0 and watch? No. No. I don't too think hard. Shula's getting nervous yet. I think it's too hard. It's too hard to do. Uh, sixteen and oh, they're they're. What's their? Have you looked at their schedule? They haven't even. Yeah. I mean, they play the Ravens twice. They haven't played. Pulling it up currently: Ravens, Bills, Colts, Browns. Those are the hard games. Otherwise, it's Jacksonville, Washington, Bengals. I don't think they win them. I don't think they run the table. I think they easily go fourteen and two or something like that. But it's just too hard. I could see him. I could see him losing to the Ravens and maybe the Colts. They probably beat the Bills. Um, they have probably end up fourteen. The Bills. I could see him going fourteen and two. Yeah, that team. That's I think they're. I I could see him losing to the Bengals. I could see it happening. I could too. I I hope same, so. Same for the Browns. Um, that just reminded me when we're talking about all these mascot names before the podcast, we were having a fun conversation. So Ryan, you pose a question: Do we like the Washington football team's nickname? Name. There's Does no nickname. football. Yeah, football team. Washington football team. <laughs> no. All right, you guys both said no. All right, and I'm gonna pitch my reason for like. Yeah, give just, us your give you us know, your two cents here. I'm looking. All right, first of all, I'm looking at you, Detroit Lions. There's no there's no fucking Lions in Detroit. There's no <laughs> Bengals in Cincinnati. You know what I mean? There's no Jaguars in Jacksonville. They're in Mexico. All right. So I don't know, man. I'm just it's so cheesy to me. All these stupid names. You know, it's I like that English style where we're we're you know. Chelsea, we're Manchester United, uh, whatever. I don't know. It's just you know, it's more uh, interesting. Adult, All right, you, you know? didn't give me that reasoning before. That's not bad. It's it's more adult. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm watching Pee Wee. You know, <laughs> the football team, as in like the football club. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. I guess Redskins is pretty racist, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, there's probably some worse names in college. I would imagine. Guaranteed, um, there's some hooligan names in college football. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Going to, you start looking around Division Three. I'm sure it gets crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, but, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of nice the the football team, especially when they put it up there and it's just like WFT. Yeah, dude, it's what? classy, Fucking right? The... It looks like it looks old school too, man. That's kind of what I like about it, you know. It's a little old school. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, there's also that there is no mascot. It's like it's a circle. It's just a burgundy circle with some gold letters. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no like roar looking lion in the background. There's no big Doesn't... W stuffed stuffed W running around dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Amen. That's it's okay with fun. me. We don't we don't need the fucking guy with the giant head uh, running around. Run around. I don't need that. You know what I mean? We just need that guy snapping through his legs. That's all. Yeah. Good old Pat. I know. Yeah, bring that back. Bring that back. Of the I think elbows, a lot of people want him back. Everybody yeah. does. No, but I don't like that. I never liked the color rush uniforms, and now they're their permanent uniforms. The color rush do not look good. You see them out there in their blue uniforms, you're like, who chose yep. that color blue? I like the not Chargers. a fan. I like the I like, Chargers. I love the Chargers. Man. So good. Those are nice. So good. Yeah. Who who thought we were gonna start off this podcast talking about hey the biggest upset, best win they've had in 19 months, and we're gonna finish it with our fashion choices. There you go. But you never know <laughs> what you're gonna get here on the Patriots podcast. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us again and bringing the good juju. Pleasure. We'll be back next week to talk through what happens with the Texans and everything else in week. Yep, absolutely. Adios. See ya.